Hey, welcome to the Rule of Man podcast. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. Tonight is part one of Calvin's Cronies, where we listen to a council of men drawn from all the men in Calvin's life, or at least a good deal of them. I myself am considered by Calvin uh, one of his best friends. We are joined tonight by the person that is probably considered his other best friend, Devon. We also sit down with Calvin's brother-in-law, Elmore, as well as a co-worker and friend of Calvin's, Nick. And last, but certainly not the least, we will actually have Calvin's namesake, his oldest child, his son, Calvin Austin III, affectionately known as Trey, here on the Rule of Man podcast. We are going to be answering some very interesting questions, very, very interesting questions that as you will find out. But none more none none of the questions prove more interesting than the uh icebreaker where we talk about how the guys feel on dyeing their hair. This was a very revealing question. I thought it was pretty innocent. But no, 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 no. You know how I ask these questions to give you an idea of exactly who you're listening to? Well, pay attention to the answers on this one because all will be revealed. All right, welcome to the Rule of Man. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble, he, him pronouns, and I am an Aries in the building and as always i'm joined by my partner how y'all doing everybody it's calvin aka bear he him are my pronouns and i am a gemini and today ladies and gentlemen we are introducing a whole new entirely new council of men you might call this the council of calvin as everyone here has a deep personal connection to the bear and we'll start with the person who has the deepest and most personal connection to the bear and is sitting just to his left. My name is Calvin, the third one, a.k.a. Callie Watts, a.k.a. Trey. Him, Han, and, or is, why, whatever that <laughs> thing is, that's my nouns, y'all. Wow. Good evening. How you doing today? And what's your sign? And I'm a Libra, the best sign in the world. I mean, but that's neither here or there, but. <laughs> no, no, own your own your sign, bro. Own your sign, Libra. Now, <laughs> all right, and let's keep it moving. Next, we have what's up, everybody? My name is Elmore. That's my Scottish name, but my nickname is Mo. Uh, pronouns: He, I, him. He is I, and I is him. Wow. Snoop Dogg, you know how we do. Wow. <laughs> and I'm a Virgo, so you know I'm of the earth. Nice. Okay. All right. And next we have... Yeah, I'm Nick. I require he, they pronouns. And I'm a Capricorn. I'm going to keep this thing on the rails today. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Conductor <laughs> Nick is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the rails. Are you implying that we're generally off the rails, Nick? Not all the time. <laughs> Wait, a a, Wait, a <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nick, I saw the first episode, too. You ain't got a lot. <laughs> Y'all always off the rails. 
Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but that was the first, admittedly that was the first episode, though. But that's know. also implied that we have reels to start with. Very true. <laughs> Very true. But we have another one final member of the council who, who has yet to introduce himself. Although he should have by now. Uh, what's good, everybody? My name is Devon, um, a.k.a. Devon, uh, a.k.a. Devon. Uh, that's D-E, capital V-O-N. Don't call me Devin because that's not my name. He, him, his are my pronouns. And I am a Taurus, which is probably the best of them all. Oh, so, all right. So, like, all these different signs are fighting it out, like, uh, like in a ring, Libra and Taurus. What makes Taurus the best sign? Um, because we are stubborn. Um, I'm proud of that. Yeah, I am proud to be stubborn. There's some things I'm st- I'm stubborn about, like good things. Like I'm stubborn about be- I'm stubborn about being compassionate. Like okay. I'm stubborn about like you know being determined, de- being determinate. What's the word? Determinative. Yeah, determinative. Thank You're you. Stubborn about getting the grasp of the English language. Um, see, here we go. <laughs> I'm not. Well, well, can we go back to what you said earlier? You said, "What's up, y'all? Hey, everybody." When you should have said, "Hey, everybody. What's up, y'all? Come on now, get out of here." Next. Right. <laughs> this show's gonna be all that. <laughs> this is what happens when you get a bunch of teachers in the room. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because uh, four out of these six men are teachers, if, if I'm correct, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, Calvin? Yes. yes. Now, Calvin, I, I, I started the show by uh, mentioning that you have a deep connection to everyone here. Everyone who's been listening and become a fan of the show know that you and I are very good friends. Yes. Um, but what is your connection to everyone else that is here? All right. So I guess uh, going around as everybody introduced themselves, uh, Trey is my son, my oldest child. Yes, sir. We've, we've mentioned Caden a few times, but mm-hmm. Trey is my oldest child. Elmore is my So brother. when did you and Trey first meet? Uh, we met uh, <laughs> early at, er, mid- mid-afternoon on October 16th, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> very, very special day. Very special day. I met him head first. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. All right. Um, after that, Elmore is my brother-in-law, married to my lovely sister Stephanie. Really? Get out of here. How long? How long you been married to Stephanie? Seventeen years. So you know. Congratulations, yeah. bro. Sheesh. Wow. <laughs> How'd you do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Quick shout shout out to Steph. Uh, you're the, you're the best. I I know you might not get the best look here on the show, but I'm gonna make sure it's all good for you because she's she's a blast to be around. She's super funny, super fine. So I'm way, the one that actually lucked up. Way to check that box, Elmore. I appreciate. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> way to check that box. Well done. <laughs> get this out of the way <laughs> before I say anything that's gonna get me on the couch. Let me get this out the way first. You, you, can, you can now put your prepared statement away. And, uh, he just folded up. He just folded up the paper and put it back in his pocket, Steph. I'm just letting you know. He folded it back up, put it in his pocket. We will now turn our phones off. <laughs> All right. All next. Right. Next. Um, Nick and I just have just recently met. But oh. um, Nick works in the same department with my wife, Anastasia. Oh, so Nick's a spy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, um, after, um, like I said, Nick and I just recently met. But even after the few conversations that he and I had, um, we started this show. He was one of the first people I thought of to bring on okay. because of his perspective. So, Oh, okay. I cool. asked him and he <coughs> graciously accepted. So. 
And you said he works with your your wife. Where do where do you work, Nick? We work uh, with the school district of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So we're just doing our thing there, and um, yeah, I appreciate being able to offer a perspective. You know, it's the rule of man, and what I bring to the table is a little bit different angle on what it is to be male and masculinity. So I'm excited to maybe blow some minds today and share some, you know, of what it is to kind of be me. Well, we appreciate that. And that's what we ask for people to be their authentic selves here. So, so that's what, welcome. There's no other way to be. I've learned that. <laughs> and next, and, last we have. And then finally we have Devon. Devon and I have been friends for, what, what is this? About 20, 20 some odd years now. Mm-hmm. 21 um, maybe. We will. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes you meet people and you like instantly fall in with them. Like, you know, like you've known them forever. Yep. Devon and I met at a professional development at the start of a charter school. And we were fast friends from the beginning. They've been tight ever since. Wow. And you're a teacher too, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm a, a high school administrator, the director of diversity and inclusion um, at Salesianum School in Wilmington, Delaware. I do teach a class, though, uh, in social studies. It's called the um, power, privilege, and difference. So I'm talking about, you know, foundations of race, racism, racist, um, all those terms that people don't know, the difference between systemic and systematic oppression, all those. Yeah, my diversity glasses are always on. I always tell Calvin, I can't take them off. So that's what I do. Well, that's true. You know what? You shouldn't take them off because you never know who's got their eyes on you. So Mm -hmm. you got to always be on on check. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Well, welcome. And so you're a teacher. I didn't point out that that. Elmore, you're a teacher as well, right? Right. Algebra one, so math is my thing. No disrespect to the other subjects. <laughs> but know. fuck them. Right. <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. How you following the math though, man? Like where where'd you find that love of math? Yeah, you know what? I always liked it um since um actually since middle school. I had algebra one in the eighth grade. Uh, teacher was Mr. White, so black guy, you wow. know, um, just a real good, you know, fun teacher, but, you know, always stayed on me. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where my love of math basically mm. started. So, um, and I just, you know, basically stayed with it. I just like the way that numbers back up everything. Um, not saying, like I said initially, like I think science is the most important topic that we have. Um, it's not. But to, to me, I, I think it is because that's how we create. Yeah. You know, um, but I think you need math to repeat those processes. So right. that's why right. I like it. They definitely go yeah. hand in hand. For sure. Can't do any of it without words. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can use sign language. I'm just saying you could. That's still you know. a form of <laughs> it's still a form of communication. Which... Right, right. Speaking of words and communication, uh, Trey over here uses words in his chosen field because that's Trey. Right. Trey is a uh, a bit of a, we got a celebrity in the building. I don't understand, right, dog? I appreciate y'all. I mean, I wouldn't say that yet, but I would. Yeah, I appreciate y'all definitely. Yeah. Try to keep it humble. <laughs> Fuck that humble. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Trey is actually a a rap artist. You know that that's where the Cal Bucks comes from. Is that yeah, correct? yeah, Cali Watts. Yep, W A T T dollar sign. That is. Yeah, yeah. So going quick four. Quick six, quick eight, oh, <laughs> a quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, wait to put him on the spot, Mo. Yeah, I mean, that's I was going to ask him too. Way to put him on the spot, That's Mo. my nephew, but he's dope. He's dope. He's dope. He's, he's dope. <laughs> See, I, I wasn't going to do that to you. 
I wasn't going to do that to him. I was just going to tell people to go to his YouTube, see right. his videos, okay. man. Hey, hey, look, yeah, y'all definitely got to check that YouTube out. It's going to be C-A-L-I-W-A-T-T dollar sign. You won't be disappointed. Most definitely. You won't. So, like so, so let me ask you, as you, um, especially now in the 21st century, trying to be like a performance artist, man, what does that look like for you? What are you like always, is it about the music or is it more so, I'm curious, about the social media engagement? Honestly, I'm I'm glad that you asked that because I'm not really good with social media, so I'm mm. definitely trying to. Uh, in, in regards to building my brand, I'm trying to get better in regards to with social media, how to brand myself on social media, things of right. that nature. And it's just like I'm honestly with rap. I was just glad I was blessed with that gift because I'm trying to use it to get to other things like, like other avenues and uh, things of that nature. But I I don't see myself rapping. If I do get big with this, I don't see myself continuing a rap career. I want to act, things of that nature. I want to do. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so, so you want to actually get into like the like performance? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Ah, oh, dope, dope, man. All right. Well, I wish you luck with that, man. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate y'all. Man. All right. Well, we've got an interesting crew here. Yes, Calvin. we do. So we gave people a, a little taste of everybody, but I got a question that I want to ask everybody, and this is this question just comes from me to all of you as a way to put it out there. And I, I think it's cool that we have this different spectrum of ages here to, to ask this about, because I got a thing about me. I'm an, I'm an older guy. I think I'm the oldest guy here. Um, and as an older guy, I've had to age gracefully, I think, but with aging, so has my hair and my hair is now, gray it's like there's no it used to be salt and pepper it's 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 all salt (laughs) it's all salt and like i think there's like a hint of pepper somewhere just remind me and i've run across the idea people have passed the idea to me about dyeing my hair and i'm like nah i've always said i would never dye my hair i'm not one who's down for dying I, i never you know Nine times out of ten, when I see a guy that's dyed their hair, like it looks dyed, it looks a mess. <laughs> yes. You know, it's on this. So, but I, but, but I don't know. Am I alone in that stance? Because especially now, more and more in the twenty first century, the dyeing process has gotten a little bit, you know, better, mm-hmm. and it seems to be more accepted. Because before people were dyeing their hair, basically try to fool you. Now people are like, no, my hair is, yes, it is painted black. You know, <laughs> like they, they own it. You know what I'm saying? So like, am I the, fo- am I the, the lone wolf out here that no. is like anti-dying? No. no, you're not. Not at all. So I, I guess I'll start. Um, I've had gray yeah, hair. Yeah, because you, you. I've had gray hair since I was 15. And. You had gray hair since you were 12. Well. Just to be honest. My first grades <laughs> came at 15. Thank you very much. <laughs> And I've never considered dyeing my hair. I've owned my gray since I've had the first couple mm-hmm. and have always been proud of it and accepted it and been like, what, what am I dying it for? So I, I don't get why people want to dye their hair. I don't, I, I've never understood it and I've, I've never been a, a supporter or proponent of it. So. No, I, I mean, I can see why I can see if you're an entertainer, you might want to dye your hair. Could maybe like, Try and stretch your, you know, your long. Everybody still knows how old you are. (laughs) It's best if you're an entertainer. Not necessarily. (laughs) Not necessarily. Look, people, people lie. 
Let, 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 um, open it up. Uh, for me, for me, it's not even about. It's about why you're dyeing your hair. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I and and the dyeing of the hair piece. I, I don't. It's not about like you. If you if you grind, you dye it black. It's it's the guys that go to the bar, the barbershop for me, and get it like painted on. Yeah, yeah. And also the guys that like are bald and they get like whole like weave sewing type stuff. Like <laughs> let's let's stretch it further. Like just just do you. Like, but it's not about. It's for me. It's about um, why do they think they have to do that? Like why do you think you have to dye it in a sense? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. You know, like I'm not dying. I, you know, I got a, the salt and pepper joint. Um, you know. Um, I'm not dying. I had somebody call me Reed Richards the other day um, because of the grays on the sides. Anybody knows comics? You know, Reed Richards has the the gray and the white on the side. I also have vitiligo, so some of my hair is actually white because the pigment is gone because of the disease I have. But you know, so sometimes I can tell whether it's white or actually gray. So, but like, I'm not I'm not spending time dying it. No disrespect to people who dye it in the sense of like dying it because um, uh, they don't like the gray. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like. It's like it's it's what society thinks or gives us that we have to dye it. You know what I mean? I know some people just dye it just to dye it because they want to dye it. But then there's people who dye their hair because they don't want to be judged by society. That kind of pisses me off. Like, why are you letting society do that to you? But to each his own. Mm -hmm. Open it up. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm one that definitely dies. Like not my <laughs> not my head, but my beard. And I just think that's, that so they can't see you because this is an audio podcast. Yeah. Right. So it that's, looks so that's died right now. <clears throat> it's died right now. That's so, a very good job because that's look natural. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, so, I wouldn't have guessed that. You know, um, <laughs> I just think that. Oh, no, I do see something on your ear now. Yeah, right there, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> So now Leonard is studying his face. <laughs> I do see one coming out of your nose, Al. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but I'm I'm 48, and I just felt like. I didn't want to look too old. I have a son that's 16 and, you know, he keeps me, you know, feeling young. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want to be like the young boys, you know, out there. So I don't feel like I'm like in my 20s, but I'm not an old looking man. So I just felt like with the gray coming in, it's a bit too early for that for, for me. You know, um, maybe, you know, into my 50s, I'll let it come in. But for right now, you know, I like keeping the, the beard uh, black. For well, visual, me, for visual I'm purpose. Purpose. I'm just like, let it go. For visual purposes. All the, all the time. All, I'm wondering, just let it go. Just let it go. Think of special ed for visual purposes, y'all. Think of special ed. I'm on Mo all the time. Like, Mo, just let it go, man. Just let it go. Let me ask you, like you said, you, you didn't like how it was coming in. How was it coming in? Was it like, just like all like which is important right like all over or was it in just one area do you yeah, remember so it's, so it's not so much if it came in like the top of my head the top of my head you know it's gray here and there i i, I know it's up there but that's why i don't really bother it but with my beard there were like large patches that would be gray mm -hmm. and um i just felt like 40 you know in my late 40s that's still too early you know for my beard to just be um to just be gray or white so that's just personal preference, uh, but it really stems from just not wanting to to look so old, and then having that young son, you know, sixteen, and just trying to be fly like him too. So you know, that, that so try to keep up with your son. To, Meanwhile, to keep as, as sitting here as a fifty year old with a four year old with the full gray beard and hair, right? How, how, how am I supposed to feel right now? <laughs> I really struggled with with letting go of of my hair color. I mean, it's. Uh, it's not only about how you feel about yourself, right? Like right. you were saying, but it's also about how people perceive you. 
there was a point where I didn't want to be known as an old man. I didn't feel like I was an old man. And so my it, hair color didn't match, you know, what I was feeling inside. And Nick, you still look young. Oh, you do. Well, yeah. you, thank you. you, 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 you Even with almost full head of gray you hair. Still look young. But letting that go for me was, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders when I finally let go of, of fussing with my hair like that. Yeah. Um, but we're also, as men, benefiting from, as we get older, like society, as we get older, it, it benefits us. That's you very know, true. We've got wisdom. And, mm-hmm. and like, Absolutely. But for women, whenever that happens, you know, they're seen as old. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we do have a privilege over women in that, like, as getting older, we can let our gray hair go and people mm-hmm. are, you know, they're going to think you're old, but they're going to think you're handsome and old. Where. Right. That's true. That's right. true. Because it, a lot of women will say, like, you know, the, the gray is sexy. You know, they, they like that. You know what I mean? Which was, right. uh, I was going to ask you, like, y- your wife, Stephanie, what's her opinion of your your gray and your dying? She hair? would like it to come in. Yeah. She would. She's in the, she's in the uh, let she, it go she, camp. Like, she, she, like she knows how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. I mean, like, right. dog. She's I mean, in the let it go camp. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you've been married 17 years, right? Right. So now you have the opportunity, and with no disrespect, you know, I know Stephanie because right, she's right. Calvin's sister. Right. And so I know you've gone through the rainbow connection of hairs with her, for right? Sure, for so sure, for sure. you have the opportunity to switch the game up for her and give her a whole new mo. You know what I'm saying? Like Mo Fabulous with the gray and stuff, man. You could be opening yourself up to a whole nother world of sexual delights if wow. you let the gray come in, dog. Trust yeah. me, dog. I'm telling you the real deal, Mo. I, I, if there's right, ever right, an incentive right. for this, I mean, I know about Young Boy, but Young Boy is going... He don't give a fuck. He might get mad, like, do whatever. You know what I mean? And, and like, none of his chicks is checking for you because they checking for him. So, dog. Yeah, I, I might have to think like that. But I think I'm thinking on the side, like, for instance, next year I have to take my daughter to the uh, Tyler, the Creator concert. And I'm like, wow. I want to look gray up in that concert. I said, I might not be. Come on, man. Come on. Hold up. Hold on. I got a question, though. But what? You know what? I used to ride with you with that. But now, again, as the 50-year-old with the (laughs) four-year-old. It was energetic. Yes. Well, I could walk around like this with the four-year-old. And granted, I get the I get the granddad stuff all the time, right, right, but whatever. Right, right. Let it go, Mo. <laughs> Let, it. Let it go. But the, I guess that goes Let to my go. question. Like, you're going to a concert, and like, who cares? Like for me, this this, this, this is this is my perspective. I understand it's my perspective. You look that much cooler as the gray haired dude taking her to the concert. Yeah. Oof. Know about that? Wait, we gonna, a, we minute. Wait a minute. Because I mean, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. You gonna look silly. <laughs> Show up oh, oh, with gray. Okay. And it's the youngest like, of the honestly, crew. Whoa, 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 go ahead, try. The go piggyback ahead. on that, like, yeah, that is like, like you said, it's just like a, that's a self preference. You feel me? Like, I don't care if you dye it or not, but I'm not a fan of the gray. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not a fan of the dye. I apologize. Yeah, so, so let that go. Yeah, like, but in regards to you, I. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since I know him, I like it's kind of understandable because on the same token, does his wife do the same thing in regards to because they have the same children? Mm-hmm. So does his wife do the same thing in regards to trying to keep her youth and try to do like try to knock her grades out in regards to just trying to stay uh, youthful? That's all. But if they doing it together, then that's different. But if he's just trying to hold on to something for like like you said, self preference, then yeah, just let it go. Yeah, just let that go <laughs> for sure. So consensus is let it go. <laughs> but do what makes you feel good. <laughs> right. 
But if what, you know like I know, you'll feel good. <laughs> let, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, no, make sure no you question. send make sure you no send a, a copy of this show to Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let her tune in. And yeah. all of us in this room, I mean we're talking about gray hair, you know. I always say at least I have hair, you know, even if it is gray. True. You True. Know, that's a whole other world yes. too when, you know, you don't yeah. have a full head of hair. So Again, speaking of the, you know, us that's in the room, I see full heads of hair all around. True. Well, mostly full. Mostly full. <laughs> mostly full. Mostly full. Mostly full. You know what I mean? Mostly. Enough, for, you, enough for it to matter. How about that? Yeah. Sure, 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 right, right, right. Which is why we like, like, Mo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mo, this curly top. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, I shouldn't talk, but. Well, Devon, you brought it up, right? Like, people yeah. sometimes get hair put in and plugs yeah, and stuff like, like that, would you go that far if, you know, nah, like nah, it's the, your gray hair like, started falling out? But it's like, why? my question is like, why, like, I was watching social, I was flipping through social media, I guess, during a commercial, and this guy, literally, he was in a barbershop, and he put the, the damn cap on his head, it was like the wave thing, and he cut around it, like, and I'm like, yo, my question wasn't like that it was, that it was getting done, I was like, why are you getting that done? Like, why do you feel the need to get that done? Now, of course, I'm, I'm not... I, Without judgment, but I'm just like, what is going on in the world that's making him feel like he got to put a whole ass wig on because with waves has, in it? Like, come to, on, like, what are we he has to, to take his daughter to the Kendrick <laughs> Lamar concert <laughs> and and what and, and get and get and pull some numbers? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, like, who you trying to get, bro? That's so, your daughter. So we trying should, to get the match. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying you trying to pull some numbers. What's up, Slimmy? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me get your number. Let me get your digits. It's gonna go with some old school stuff. What's your sign? What? Like what's your sign? <laughs> I do have a problem if you're wearing a wig and you're going out on dates. I mean, isn't that that's lying, right? You, you uh, yes. Get home and <laughs> absolutely. And and yes. it's not glued on, right? Like yeah, you're you, lying to somebody yes. with that. That's why I don't like with. Thank you, Max, for cutting all your hair off and having a short hairstyle. That's my wife, Max. I love you, Max. So you check that box too, right? Oh, well, it was appropriate for me to check that yeah. because he just said talk about weave and attractiveness. And well, I was Bottom I was talking about men with weave. Well, yeah, really? but that's but that's why. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. So I was just so I, just so everybody knows, I didn't. Yeah, go I checked the box. So. <laughs> no, no, I feel I feel you. I just like, put the paper back in my pocket. Like I'm not, I'm I'm not like a toupee guy, and I know plenty of guys that to wear toupees. I don't know why they really. It, well, you know I shouldn't I, I shouldn't say a. <laughs> Really, I know a lot of people, and really, I know a lot of people that wear <laughs> that have toupees. I know about five people that wear. Really? That. Yeah, that's enough. Ooh. That's enough. It's like I'm sorry, I got a large group of friends. I know. Listen, I mean, two, like, I mean, just don't three, point them out when I'm when they're around me. Well, I'm three of them are white. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Three yeah. of them are Lynn. white guys, and white guys tend to wear. Lynn, it's more acceptable for black guys to just. Cut their hair yeah. off. True, but yeah, there are a yeah. lot of guys, a lot of white, black guys that wear uh, wigs. Um, boy, Michael Irvin wears that big, dumb wig on his head. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he the does. football player. But, okay. you know, he's a Dallas Cowboys. But his is probably a big thing about image because he's on television, too, though, so. Yeah, but I mean, but dog, just but again, like I mean, like you say, you own you own it. You cut your hair. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, I I agree, but that's probably why he does it. Is that he doesn't want to change his image. If 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 I got an invitation to be on TV and I said, listen, can you dye your hair? I'm gonna be like this. Nah, I'm cool because I know it seems like 
you're not gonna do it for a million dollars. I'm like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I just authentically me. Like I need to be authentically me. Like, like I said earlier, I got vitiligo. I went to the doctors when I first got it. Vitiligo is when you the, you lose the pigment in your um in your skin. I went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, we can. Would you like us to uh, do some put some makeup on it? I looked at him like, hell no. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like this is authentically me. Like. It's going to be my lips as pink as I don't know what. It gets on my nerves because when I smile, sometimes you just see gums. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Like, I'm authentically me. So I'm not going to go on TV and dye my hair. You know what I'm saying? Of course, not this, no, no disrespect to Mo. This is, I think this is different. This is just what Mo wants to look like. I'm not, I don't think it's, I get, I don't think, you know, his, his hair color defines who he is. It's just something he likes. Like, I'm not, same thing. My hair color. It's who I am. So I'm not, you know what I'm saying? That authentically me piece is, is important. But you wouldn't mind cutting your hair off either, right? Mm, I did that. If, if, no, if, you, oh. if, it, if it fell off enough, would you, would you just Oh, if it, it fell off, off enough, I probably would, yeah. If yeah. it fell off enough. But like, I think, I, I like my hair. I like my hair texture. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's curly just like yours. You know what I'm saying? I got that Indian in my family. <laughs> uh, I actually don't, but um, <laughs> Ethiopian to be precise. Um, but... Yeah, like I wouldn't cut it off if unless you know. Yeah, I remember when I when I was online, they made me cut it, and I was like, "Oops, y'all weren't supposed to hear that." But <laughs> and I hated it, and I'm like, okay. "I'm never doing that again, never." Question is from Jennifer. In a serious relationship, how often is sex expected? So how often, if you're in a serious relationship, and let's say, for the sake of argument, within a week, in a week's time, how often do you think you should be having sex? Well, in marriage, you definitely expect it at least once a week, without question. But, you know, could you squeeze in two? You know, sure. I mean, like, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. You know, that'd, that'd be nice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, anniversary <laughs> week right there. <laughs> wow. He said marriage. Right. And I ain't married, so at least three. for sh- And I'm still young, so like in a seven-day Young Thundercat. Okay. Definitely about three, for sure. Three time, Three times a week or three times a night? Whoa, damn. <laughs> I just want to make sure because you're young. Sorry, so right, huh? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely three times a week for sure. At least three times a week for sure, definitely. I, I, I respect that. How about you, Nick? I think it it comes down to the two people. Like you can't Agreed. just put you know a a number on two people. Yeah, I think there's going to have to be some negotiation there. Like some people going to turn up and want three. Um, some are, you know, maybe it's different. And mm, I think true. people have their own vibe and their own thing going in their relationship. Mm. So for me, I think it's going to be up to, you know, each other. Okay. But what's yeah. your number? What's my number? What, yeah. I feel like it's like the sleep number bed commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sleep number seven. But in terms of like in my, uh, what was it? In my relationship, um, it, it can fluctuate from week to week, but damn, um, <laughs> no, that's average true. two to three. Average two to three times. I think I'm. I think I'm. A, I think I'm. A, uh, jump on that. I think for me, it depends. It, it it depends on what your level of intimacy is. Like it, for me and my wife, we may not do it for a whole week, and then next week we may do it three to four times, mm-hmm. and then a week after that we may do it one time, and a week after that we may do it seven times. Like it, you know, it depends. I think 
But if I had to do my sleep my sleep bed number, <laughs> I'd say like three maybe a week. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you know, you got to roll in there quickies. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you, you know got little mean? kids in now. Yeah, right? yeah, I locked the door. Um, <laughs> locked that door. Daddy kept saying, no, you can't have a snack. <laughs> nope. Yeah, uh, in the closet or something like that, you know. <laughs> Can you help me with my shoes, boo? Um, <laughs> no. Hey, hey, love, can you help me with picking out a shirt? Uh, it's like, yeah. But, I, you know, yeah, it depends on the people. Like, I'm with you, Nick. Like, it depends. I don't think we need to throw out numbers like that. I think it's important in a relationship. I will say that. Yeah. I think intimacy is important. You know, it don't have to be, you know, flat out intercourse. You know, mm-hmm. it could be oral. It could be, you know, <clears throat> whatever the level of intimacy you like. But. I think it's important. So before I go back around, Cal, what's your, um, how often? Um, for me, and like Devon was just saying, the whole idea of, I, I guess I'm like, you used the term last episode, the whole unicorn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an expectation. I just don't. I don't have an expectation of how often we do or do not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because life happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, it is what it sometimes it just it just it just ain't clicking. But and and no no fault of one person or the other. It's just like it ain't there today type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really don't have an expectation. Um, like Devon was saying, I think the the idea of just making sure that you're still being intimate is important. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're having those moments, mm-hmm. I think, are important. But um, I don't have an expectation number wise yeah. from one week to the next. I I don't. Yeah, like me neither. I don't go into like you know like. Baby, you, you owe me two from that. <laughs> you tallying him up. Yeah, I mean, you're like on the 30th. You gotta carry this over. so many tickets each week. Like, oh my God. I don't, I don't do that. But it's, you know, um, I, you know, we get it in when we get it in. You know what I mean? Oh, but, man. You know, you expect, you know, you. you, you you expect intimacy, like right. you said. I think ultimately you expect intimacy. And right. intimacy, depending on who you're you're with, can Means look to, totally, totally different. different. Yeah, right. yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, um, like, like I would love to be having sex, but sometimes I am very good if we are sitting Netflixing and chilling, and I'm just sitting there rubbing on your leg like right. that. That'll do it for me, you right? Know what I mean, so like, would you say personal touch is your love language? Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. Touching is my love language, yeah. like a motherfucker, yeah. man. I yeah. don't take my hand off my woman, man. yeah. I yeah. It, it gets on their nerves sometimes because I yeah. got a thing that I do when we go to like, like, well, I'm single now, so just put it out there. But when if I'm like, we're in the um, like the market or something like that. And just standing there, I will like, like, just start putting my hand on her on her belly button, you know, because <laughs> I just, I just like to feel the skin, man. I just, I, I love touching. Yeah, I'm, touching I'm very tactile as well. Yeah, so right. I'm, very, I'm a very sensual person, yeah. which is, I believe, um, uh, contradictory to, I guess, masculine identity, right? But I'm a very sensual person. Like, I love it. So, like, when it comes to intimacy, like, we can do that. And not have sex, and I'm mm. I'm totally satisfied. Like I'm cool. Like we don't have to. It doesn't have to end in sex. That could just be mm-hmm. what it is for me. You know what I mean? So, but if it does, I mean, I'm a man. Of course, it's gonna be nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I identify as a man, so of course it's gonna be nice. But you know, I think the intimate piece with with the touching is dope. I love it. So I'm, I'm right there with you, <laughs> fellas. Let me ask y'all a question though. In regards to the love language thing, mm. if you 
if you love a person like but they don't speak to your love language like how can how do you adapt about going like how, how can you still be good within your relationship if they don't speak to your love language you shouldn't well go ahead well it's not that you should well you got to talk about it yeah because if you if um if you all aren't communicating to each other in the way in which if you all aren't giving love in the way that which the other person receives it yeah one you have to be open about the fact that it's not happening right because you can't you can't hold it against the other person if they're not speaking to you the way they giving you love the way you're supposed to be getting it if you're not communicating that, that, that how, how you want right the love. how you want how you want how you want to receive love one then two you got to have that conversation about like i like you know this is how i prefer you to show me love so that's how you get there that you have you all have to have that conversation you shouldn't adapt though like if that's your, like my love language is uh quality time the last time i took the test some years ago but it's i think it's still the same uh, uh personal touch and quality time like i need to i'm not going to adapt from that because that's how i receive love right and just like i think my wife's is uh, acts of service and quality time, right? And so, like, I like I, I can't expect her to adapt. I need to figure it out. Mm. But it comes from what Calvin just talked about communication, you know. But I can't, I, I can't, I can't expect her to adapt because we naturally speak from our own love language. I speak, I speak in personal touch and quality time. Like that's how I speak love, but that's not how she receives love. So, mm. you know, I, I need to adapt. I'm the one that needs to adapt to her. Mm. And she needs to adapt to me in a sense of speaking the language. But like, in, in regards to receiving love, you shouldn't adapt. I don't know if that was confusing, but yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't adapt. Like you should communicate, just like you said. Yep, yep. There's also this conversation too that, you know, when you get into those deeper relationships, is this one person my, my center for, for every single yeah, thing? Right, right? Yeah, right, right, like, good point. Right. You know, we're complex, diverse people. And, you know, when you get into intense relationship or even in a marriage this one person got to be my everything for the rest of my life that's a that's a big conversation you know and right. again you got to be in conversation with that other person to see if that's right for them because i think we do kind of put all our eggs in this one basket mm -hmm. you know and and that puts a lot of pressure on relationships right. and so I, hats off to everybody who's making it work you know yeah. but you know there's there's it's a lot of divorces and there's a lot of challenging out mm. there because people either don't want to adapt or they have expectations that a person has to be every single thing. Right. We have to understand that we relationships come in different forms, right? We have mm. platonic relationships, we have friendships. Mm. And so, you know, it's about talking with that person and finding out like what what do they provide and what do they give to you if you really love them and what are some things that you may be able to, you know, like if it's just, you know, having a conversation with a friend, I'm not saying, you know, get a second girlfriend or anything like that, <laughs> but some people do do that. Some I mean, open do. relationships are a thing, you know, especially in my community, like open relationships are a thing. Like you, you in love with someone, we have love for one another, but we do our own thing over here. Um, and that's not for everybody, right? No, that That's probably, you know, got baby hairs on a lot of people listening's neck, but you know, it is a way of being. And if it works for two people and, and it works for you both and everybody's, you know, being safe, then do you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a whole. That's a, a level of understanding mm -hmm. that, like, that's like master class. <laughs> yeah, being in an open relationship. I don't think everybody who has an open relationship is masterful at it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because there are some people that are in open relationships where only one person knows that they're in an open. That's not open relationship. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with that. Yeah, but you're but. 
but Trey, like, what are your thoughts on that though? Like, I know you asked the question, but what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think about that? Ah, uh, you talking about in regards to what y'all like? What, what you're saying, saying, like, yeah. how how does a person? Based, 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 your question. Based, if you're yeah. not, how, how do you answer your own question? I know it was your question, but <laughs> yeah, like I, I would say communicate, but it's like it's all right to put my own self into this mm-hmm. in this situation. Like communicate well, when communicating is not like. It's not a thing when you tried to communicate, when you tried anything possible. Like like he said, like his wife, his uh his her love language is active service. If you're if I'm doing that, when do you get to a level like, damn, like I done did everything in my power for you to try to adapt to me. So I'm that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I don't know how to answer the answer your question because mm-hmm. that was my question for y'all and mm-hmm. my okay. personal right. life form. Mm-hmm. So so I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. So like the what each other's love language is on the table. So everyone knows both know what their love language is. One person is working hard to to do fulfill that speak in that language mm-hmm. and the other person seemingly is not. Is right. that what I'm hearing? Yes. And so it's like, all right, at what point do you, like, after, hey, you know, uh, I, I I gave you, like, you know, the whole class, like the Rosetta Stone of exactly <laughs> how to speak to me in this language, you know, I, you know, and you're not speaking, you're not picking up this language. At what point do you just, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, is that what, is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's my question. Yeah, and I... Go ahead. Somebody's I was. I, I mean, you. At some point, I think it goes back to what Calvin said. You got to talk. Like you got to communicate that. Like, look, you're not speaking my language. My emotional love tank is not being filled. Is mm-hmm. what the book, is Chapman's book, talks about. Right? Yep. It's not being filled. So, like, we need to figure out how to how to how to fill it up. Now, if if the if it's not if that work is not being reciprocated, then. You never want to say cut. T- I mean, we, it's, if it's like girlfriend or boyfriend, right? Sure. Like we might need to chill out and until we can figure out how to speak to each other. You know what I'm saying? If it's a if it's a marriage, of course you want to keep it until you want to keep it as much as you can and try your best. So you know you, we we don't wish divorce on folks, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, th- I think you got to talk. Like it, it's really about because and that was me at some point, right? You know, um, I'm at the point where you know me and my wife were separated for two years, right? And before that, we were wor- we were working. It was just a lot of stress. It was a lot of a lot of um, stress and a lot of trauma. And like our emotional love tanks, it just like hers wasn't being filled. Now I can say I can I can sit here and say, well, you know, I was doing my best, but like, was I doing my best? Mm-hmm. Like, was I actually doing my best to fill it? So now I can say I'm confident. Now I can say, you know, I'm, I'm I think I'm doing a better job than I was. Am I perfect at it? No, mm-hmm. you know. But like, I gotta fig- I gotta work on on the way I do it and constantly ask her, is your tank filled? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? What can I do to do this? I can't really worry about her doing it to me. I need to worry about her. And, you know, because she's already worried about me, if you get that. You know, now it took me a minute to come to this. I'm not saying I'm the 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 marriage guru, but it just took me a minute to come to this kind of level of maturity from watching people like Calvin, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and how he does things and some other folks, you know, because, you know, Calvin has been on the receiving end of my venting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I've also been on the receiving end of his wisdom. So, you know, but it, I think it comes with that level of of, of communication. You don't talk. Most definitely. And I, one thing that uh, Divine said that resonated with me is that 
you have to yourself first be honest about right, right. yourself and what you are doing. Right. Right. Um, you got to be able to say that you put everything in. Like he said, yeah, I'm trying my hardest. But you know whether or not you really are trying your hardest. You know, you know whether or not, you know, there's times like, oh, I could do this 100%, but you really only did it 50%. You know what I mean? And it's only, you've got to, you've got to do that self inventory of why did you only do the 50%? You know, because maybe there's a reason behind that. Maybe there's something that you already know and there's an answer that you don't want to face, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but if it's, if one of those answers is not did you it's not because you don't want to be in this relationship then you got to give it give your all but you got to communicate it does first start open with that communication and that communication a way into that communication is just admitting that baby i know i still got a little bit of work to do but let's do this work together because you know you know, I do like it when you touch me and you're not touching me. And I appreciate it if you could touch me some. And maybe she ain't touching you because hers ain't getting exactly getting and spoken that, to. That point you made was was the point I was about to make is. is that first and foremost you have to decide what is your what is your level of commitment to this particular situation. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if if you are all in, then mm-hmm. you're going to do the work. But if, like Leonard was saying, if you take assessing where you are with that particular relationship and realize, you know what, maybe I'm not really all in this. And then that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. But again, if you're all one of your all, you got to decide one, what your level of dedication is Two, you have to be honest with yourself about what it takes for you to be happy. Got to be honest with yourself about what level of relation it takes for you to be happy. Cause at the end of the day, none of it's going to work if you're not happy. Because are you because if you all are communicating and that and that person, let's say granted, that person admits, okay, I got some work to do. Can you be happy in the space that you're in while they're working? Yeah, yeah. Because that's true. because if you can't if you can't be happy in that space, it's still not gonna work. Because you're still gonna be in that space where, yeah, you're working, but I'm still not feeling it. So those those are two things that you have to assess first. One, how dedicated are you are you to the situation? Two, where are you with your own happiness? Like am I if if this only gets let's say only gets ten percent better, am I okay with that? Yeah, that's yeah. a commitment. Right. So they have to, so you have to you have to be honest, like Leonard was saying, you gotta be honest with yourself of where you are first before you can even start looking at the other side of it. Yeah, because when they say you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody right. else? Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? And a lot of times there's comparison in with that too, like you know, what's going on over in this house in this bedroom is what should be happening. like Yeah. yeah. Chuck that all out the right, window. Right. It's, it's, it's individual, but it's between two people, right? Mm-hmm. And how you negotiate that, that, those matters and those waters is, is that's for you and that other person to decide, whoever that is. So, mm-hmm. you know, to stay out of that comparison and thinking like, oh, these people do this, it doesn't matter. Every relationship is individual. So, um, Sinead asked a question. Um, and she admitted it's kind of personal to her, but her question was, what advice would you give a non-American man about American culture as far as the dating, working, being in this culture, et cetera? What advice would we give a, non- a non-American man about kind of, I guess, kind of just navigating, um, living in, living in, the, in, in American culture, dating, that type of thing, kind of incorporating yourself into this culture that is not yours. 
I'll, can I jump in first? Yes, please. please. Know your history. Okay. Like, don't come in here and be a voyeur and thinking I'm just uh, America's this, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a perception of what America is in other countries. So know your history and know how you show up into spaces, into this place, America, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to assume anybody's, you know, racial identity in that question. But right. like, you know, if you're coming from Switzerland and you're coming into America, know that by default, being white and being in America gives you privilege mm -hmm. that other people aren't afforded. People that have been in this country longer than you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would I would go there and just like understand your place in the history. Okay. Even though, to be fair, it's been my experience that people that are not American have a better grip and grasp of American <laughs> history, history than we do than right? the Americans <laughs> that are here. Yeah. So, but but you you are right. You are definitely right. You should should know your history. Um, and when I say history, not just the history that they teach you right, in right, high right, school right, or comes right, from textbooks. Right. To clarify right. with that, because no, I, I think that is what, an think, important qualifier mm -hmm, there. Right? I think that's what Lynn was do speaking you know, to. Yeah. I think that's what Lynn is speaking to. Is that the fact that folk that are from outside of America have a better grasp of what the real history is yeah, as real opposed history. to yeah. Cause it, cause those have been here their whole lives. Yeah. Because everyone's here ain't lying to themselves. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I was going to say to Nick, what is American culture? Like, you can go to different Bullshit. countries and you, what, what, is, what is American culture? Right. So, it, there are a lot of different races that have different perspectives on what it's mm -hmm. like to live in the United States. I'm not trying to get deep here. All I'm saying no, is... Please that, that, no, please, no, please I'm, get I'm, deep. I'm not, but, <laughs> get deep. Yeah, I'm just saying... This yeah. isn't math. He's not going to do that. Messing me up here, man. I'm trying to be smooth, man. Special ed, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but I just think that American culture, to me, it just looks like... Um, some of the things that stand out, if you wanted to say American culture, are very superficial things. Mm. How do we look? Um, how do we? Yeah, how can, how can we entertain? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's it, it's all on the surface. Um, so when you say American culture, I, I think you could just come here and you really don't have to know about culture. You could just hop right into the country, and uh, supposedly the 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 memo is you know if you can make money. Hmm. Then you should fit right in. Well, that's goddamn true. <laughs> that's what, 100 what's the true. what's her name is Shanae? Shanae. Shanae. Yeah. I, mine is two part. Like, so I, I look at it this way. I work. I am the, uh, um, the director of diversity and inclusion, and I'm in a predominantly white school. And so, the white people in my school are full of mistakes. And so people say, you know, you are. You know, black people or or people of I hate saying people of color. People in the underrepresented community or marginalized communities shouldn't be the ones to educate people. I'm of the space where I, I, I'm a teacher. That's my ministry gift. So I'm going to, like, if the, if a opportunity for a teachable moment comes up, mm -hmm. I'm going to be there. Whoa, I also whoa, whoa, understand. Whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cause Did you just say that they say that? What? They say? Uh, that people are. Well, yeah. I mean, I, the, the, I'm sorry. This is way beyond the question. But, yeah, I think the, the, the thing is that people that are marginalized shouldn't be the people to educate those that are in privileged spaces. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. Like if a white person comes, if a white person says to me, what do I do to 
you know, not be racist, they can figure it out on their own. Like, don't, don't ask, don't, don't ask me what you should do. You should be able to do your own work. Okay. Your okay. Own work. All right. So I guess what I'm saying is to answer to go back to circle back to that question. I think this person should learn, but I think Shanae, Shanae mm-hmm. should also be in a position that mistakes are going to happen. If mm-hmm. you got someone, that, so right. that's what I was leading to. Like, because I know if I'm an educator, when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I'm educating people who don't know, I'm going to expect mistakes to happen. So I need to be, I need to be available or I need to be open for mistakes to happen. Gotcha. Like, so if for her, I think her friend partner should be able to learn from her, mm. but she should also be ready to receive or ready, be ready for mistakes to happen. Because if you're not in that space, then it's going to get in your nerves and you're like, look, we can't, we can't do this anymore because yeah. you're making mistakes all the time. Like if he doesn't know, like he doesn't know. Yeah. So how is he going to know unless he's in a relationship right. or unless he right. watches somebody to do stuff? getting it wrong. The only way you're going to know is like parents. We make mistakes as parents. Right, like right, right. we don't know until we have the kids. We can watch our moms and our dads and our uncles and aunts or whoever the guardians are, but like we don't really know until we get into a relationship and we make mistakes. So I think Shanae needs to be in a space where she welcomes, not welcomes mistakes, but she's there to say, I understand it was a mistake and you're learning mm-hmm. because if she's not patient with it, uh-uh, bro, you got to go. Yeah, that's right. So I think he should be, he should, that, my advice for him is to, Learn about learn. Get in it. And I think, understand you're gonna make mistakes. Right. I think for me, I um I guess my advice would be first to um much like Nick said, um understand history. Yeah, culture, yep. Understand, understand history it. of the culture, however it is it how however it is it presents itself in America. Um to be um one to take some time to kind of learn that. Two, to be observant. Yeah. Um, especially um we're talking about the areas, if you're talking about the areas of dating. Just be observant mm-hmm. of what um, what cultural norms do exist, but being observant in the fact that you're not trying to assimilate. Right. Mm-hmm. Observe in the in the in the area of I see how this works. How do I staying authentic in my own culture? How do I how do I ingratiate myself into this without losing my own identity? Mm-hmm. So I guess my advice would be to stay true to yourself. Stay true to yourself while finding how you can marry your true self into the culture that you're trying to mm. in, insert yourself into. Good point. Yeah. Remember, Calvin, there was a chart we looked at of like the, the most individualistic right. countries right. in right. the world. And, and the United States, America is the number one right. most individualistic mm-hmm. country in the world. Also, to kind of flip this whole thing too, like this person that Shanae is, you know, bringing in from another country where, or is coming from another country is that this person is coming into an individualistic country. Right. That might be a mindset shift for that person. Mm-hmm. So thinking about how that person might need support in terms right. of like, they might come from a, com- a, a, a collectivist um, mm-hmm. community right. where the community is about everything. We in America are, are sorry, not all about community. Mm-hmm. Um, we are about ourselves and our individual ecosystems, right. our family units. Um, and that's a blanket, but you know, f- for the most part, right. here's another, here's another flip though, right? Here's another flip though. And this probably gets to, well, maybe I, I shouldn't say it until you, until the Kango comes out. <laughs> what I don't hear is how can I adapt as well? You know what I'm saying? Like she wants to know how to get him. If, if the, if the context is right, how can we get him or my partner to adapt to the dating life of America. I don't because, think that's where she was going. Though. Okay. Well, I think she was really sold on, on, on the vein of, I, I have this person who's coming into this culture. Uh-huh. Who's really not sure of how to approach it. 
okay. sort of yeah. advice advice on how he should approach it. Okay. As far as not so much of her trying her. to get him to do okay. so um this, that, and the third. I but how, how how should I how what advice can I give him about how to approach coming into this culture? Okay. My cause my thought was and my thought was she should adapt too. Like <laughs> I was gonna go in. Like she should be adapting too, because if you if you are welcoming someone that's not from the culture, right? You're it's, it's like because <laughs> you know I don't I don't know I just I, yeah yeah but that's I don't think that's where she's yeah. going but I think um, I, don't, I was in, I, in regard you was gonna get it I'm letting you know right now you was getting ready to get it <laughs> he was sharpening up yeah like no I heard her say <laughs> but I think also I, I think get it also, though Sinead I got you um, Nick in regards to what you were just saying I think that. Um, <laughs> just stupid. Yo, I think, hold up. I was going to go all the way in. <laughs> I was going to go into consulting, consulting yes. form, like yes. real quick. Yes. Calm Sorry. down. Calm down. You should have took out your prepared notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Prior to this right, conversation. Right. But I think, I think oh also, God. Nick, speaking of something that you said, I think that, I guess, adding to my advice would be that willingness to let people know that there's stuff about this that I don't understand. Yeah. Like, um, I see this. It doesn't match with what I know. Can you explain this to me? Because I don't get it. Mm -hmm. So having that willingness to be open with, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand this. What is this? But also not being afraid to insert some of your stuff. Right. Too, right? Not right. for again. He's what well, you said. It's not to be assimilated. So you're right. But not, yeah. but not so much. Not but but right. Like I said, just making sure that you're insert searching your authentic self. But again, like I said. Um, observing, seeing where you can fit that in. Mm -hmm. And also when stuff doesn't make sense, cause I, I can imagine, I can only imagine the thing, something like coming from a different culture, coming mm -hmm. in and seeing how we operate up in this country. Yeah. There's some stuff that just flat out doesn't make sense. It's a shock. Yes. It can be, it could be a serious culture shock, right? I got to so, pay for dinner. <laughs> really? Oh, sorry. Y'all tip? Y'all tip here? I got to pay for dinner. Y'all are stupid. And hold the but door. just that idea of... of <laughs> And I gotta walk on the street side. What? What? Oh, sorry. Just the idea of being being okay with. I thought we all had hands. Why <laughs> must I? <laughs> see, see, really? Now, see, see. You gotta start off with the action. See, you start off with the action. Yes, it was wrong. I should have said that with the action. You're totally this wrong. This is where we are. Wrong. Wrong. came off. You about to start something. I was just bringing this back. That was wrong. That was wrong. You about to start something. And I shouldn't have done it. And I'm owning it. Good. I was wrong. Good, because you know. I was wrong. I was presenting an example of how not to approach this situation. No, that was wrong. That was totally wrong. Goodness, don't do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, but you know, but you know, since we since we are talking about a perspective of don't men, beat me, Devon. Don't beat me. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, we as men don't want to admit that something doesn't make sense to us, Amen. that we can't figure out something, that this that I need help with understanding this. So being able to be vulnerable enough to accept or even ask for that help in those situations as well, I guess what I would add to my advice. I think we could all do more of that, right? Right. Like seeking to understand right. as opposed to just on, my way or the highway. Right. Mm. Right? Go ahead. All right, Nick. But I hate it when you do seek to understand and you get mad what I'm trying to understand. I'm sorry. That sounds a little personal. What? I mean, we're that supposed to get personal. personal. I'm, 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 I was right? I, I don't right. like it when I'm a, I'm, I am an ask questions per, 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 I am an ask questions person. <laughs> right. So when I'm asking questions... I'm not asking questions to make you feel stupid. I'm asking questions to understand what you're talking about. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. So don't don't get mad when I'm asking, asking questions, questions right. and fair. you like coming at me trying to 
because you feel like I'm trying to make you feel stupid. No, right. no. Yeah, I, 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 I want I want to know what you're talking right. about. Like I'm one of those. I'm at a level of maturity where I need to. I process right. different. So right. I'm, I'm like, trying to I understand need, where did you coming well, from? Tell me. Right. Tell me. T- help, help me understand. Right. Help me understand is what you want to ask. Right. Seek to understand. That than is, to be understood. Saying that though, help me understand is different than you just drilling me with questions because I get mm. that all the time being gay. Right. Right. People have all kinds of questions for me about what what that means, what it is, what do I do? Like, oh, my and God, again, I got an expert in front of me. Let me ask right, all these questions. Right. right. And people do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you you have to understand there needs to be a, like a container for that conversation mm. to occur. Mm. Like, don't come at me asking me a bunch of questions. Like I, if I don't you. You gotta right. warm me up a little bit right. before yeah. you start doing that, right? Absolutely. You gotta start talking about love language before you start asking right. all these right. questions. Right. Right. Yeah, right. But I, I think, you know, if if saying that, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to understand that that hits different than just like let me hit you with a bunch of questions. Yeah. I think we all get that in our different identities, Absolutely. like in who we are. Like people want to know, like what it means to be black. So white people are always like drilling mm. you all with questions, right. and that's that's not okay. If there's not a container, that container, call it trust, call it seek to understanding, whatever. Right. Like when you have somebody that you want to know about, like you you got to build a relationship with that. Mm-hmm. Trey, did you have anything you want to add to this? Nah, y'all hit it right on the nose. Like, <laughs> I'm just listening. That's all. <laughs> Inve- asking questions to investigate and asking questions to understand. It's like different. I, I, Interrogation? It's, it's, it's different. Because right. there's people who ask questions just to prove their own selves right. Mm. Right? And there's people who ask questions to understand. And I and I will admit that I used to... I, so let me, let me backtrack. Because I used to ask questions to... I used to... I like... To prove I like your intellectual superiority. Yeah, or I like making you feel stupid, or like I want you to. I want you to know that what you just what you just said that or did was ridiculous. That you can't. So then I would ask questions, yeah. like right. But I, it came. That's why I said a level of maturity. Of now, I need to understand what you're talking about. I need to understand. But don't. What I'm saying is, don't get mad. I understand why people get mad, but like now, after you know what I'm doing, after you know I'm trying to understand, don't um, be, get upset. Or don't like come at me because um, I'm asking you questions that you can't explain or you yeah you can't explain to me because then I'm like well what you said before it doesn't count. Let like, me ask you a question. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. I don't know. Let me ask you a question. So have you found that having been the interrogator before has it now made you have made it difficult to have conversations with some of those same people even though you've changed. How it is you approach those conversations? Have you found that people are still carrying that former image of you I, when you're trying to when you when you're having those type of conversations? I think so. I do think so. Like I think I, I do, and I can't hold it against them in a sense. But like, so sometimes I'm I'm chill, I'm quiet. But I do, yeah, I, I do think that the former is still being um, still being uh, uh, attached, I, or or. I still think there is anchoring bias, it's called, if you will. They're they're holding on to mm. what it used to be, right? So yeah, uh, instead of letting it go. So I do think there's some anchoring bias there. Um, but again, I try for me. I just I don't know. I just I just hate I hate that though. Like when I'm really trying to understand you and what you're doing and what you're talking about, like erase that. Like I'm, I want to understand. So, but then it impedes me from asking more questions because you're gonna come at me this way, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to understand now. That's where the Taurus comes in. I get stubborn. Like, I don't so understand. I, so I think that, like Nick was saying, I think you might have to start adding that. Yeah. Piece. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Which I do sometimes, but sometimes I don't. All right, next. <laughs> it's like... <laughs>
All right, it's time for, I said what I said. This is when uh, Calvin reaches into the tangle of destiny Just and pulls out a topic that has been put in by is, one of the council members. Is that the real name of the hat? The Kingo of Destiny? It, it, it changes every episode. Oh. <laughs> the Kingo of Destiny. Question. Yeah, Kingo of Destiny. <laughs> Comic book characters. All right, so topic. So this is clearly Devon's. Oh, God. Being a provider, then the question is why do men still have to be chivalrous? Why do men still have to be chivalrous? Okay, this is interesting because this was a question that came up. Um, did it come up on a generational show? Um, or did it come? Oh, no, it came it was, up on a preview. No, preview, yes. That we never ran. Yeah, that we never, yes. Uh, the question of is chivalry dead? Dead, yes. So it's clearly in Devon's world. It is. <laughs> or he's ready for it to be. Yeah, it's a or divine ready to pronounce the benediction on There's some context behind it, though. Well, so, the, I guess the, I, before we answer, so, then you should get So for context. me, it's, it's if we're living, so if we think about, um, if we think about, and I think Nick talked, he spoke to this earlier, if we think about um, identities of masculine and feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in a world where men need to, um, uh, when we think about fem feminism, right? When we think about this idea of women just being treated equal mm. and equitable, if you will. Um, but uh, so why is it that chivalry is still important in an age where equity and equality is wanted or warranted? So it's not like, do I want it to be dead? But like, if I don't pay the, the bill, am I not a man? Like, if I don't hold the door open, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, do we have to do those? Do we do? Do we have to do those? Um, those uh, those behaviors that kind of old school culture in order for us to continue on. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So that's why I'm. That's what I mean. Like, do we still have to be that way? Not that I don't want to hold the door. Not that I don't want to pay the, the the bill. You know what I'm saying? But like, if I don't put my hand on a check first, is that it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got, like, I got you. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, yeah. Well, I don't think. I don't think. I think to your question of whether or not you have to do it, technically you don't. You just have to be prepared <laughs> for, the, for the, you know, <laughs> consequences of, of said actions. But the, but the reason why I think it is still important, because not so much in its, um, in whatever role it plays in, uh, in propping up one's masculinity mm -hmm. or or femininity, um, you know, be it the receiver, I think it's important because in just how the part that it plays in us just being civil with one another, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And if if you were raised to be chivalrous, the reason why you were doing the, your your parents or particularly your father, most likely raised you to be that is because that is the way that he was taught that you treat a woman. It's not that you're not treating her, you know, taking any, um, you know, saying that she's not equal and not being equitable to her, but because of whom she is, this is what being kind to a woman, being respectful of a woman looks mm. like. Can I, can I piggyback on that though? Please, please. And I'm talking from my age range, mm. right? Yes. So 
in today's society, mm-hmm. that's not appreciated anymore. You feel me? Like and like you said, yeah, like you learn it from right. your dad. I learned from an old coach. I like I'm I'm I, I want to open the door. I want to uh-huh. do all mm-hmm. of those things, but uh-huh. nowadays it's not appreciated mm-hmm. anymore. So it's like what do you mean by it's not appreciated? And, yeah. They don't look at it the same. Like like for like women of your age, they they love that when they see when you when, they, when yeah, you yeah, open yeah. the door for that, like they melt. But my 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 generation, like, they they don't care about that. Like they like, oh all right, that's cool. Like Okay, so but when you're saying it's not appreciated, are you saying that it's not appreciated or it's not wanted? Sorry, they say it don't do it, or it doesn't matter, or they or they or they just seem to be good with it, and they you know neither. Like I don't, it's not it's not. I, I you would I, on my behalf. I'm, I don't know if it's wanted or not. They don't even look for it. Yeah, they don't. So what's chivalrous from your from your generation? Then, like, if it's not holding the door, what is it? Is it like lighting the blunt? <laughs> hey, like my like nowadays, for me. like they want money in hand. Like that's 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 all they want nowadays. Like money in hand. It's materialistic things nowadays. Like it's not nothing genuine anymore. Like that's but that's what I'm used to. Like in regards to like just just just, just genuine. Like in regards to opening the door. Like just be, being a, a gentleman. That's yeah. the quote unquote thing. But nowadays, like. Women, uh, women of my age, they don't want a gentleman no more. They don't really care about that. For, for That's that. interesting. I'm a, I'm a hop on. I'm gonna kind of intersect the two conversations. So this piece about kindness, right? Kindness is kindness, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna hold the door for any of y'all men in this room. Okay, I'm gonna hold the door right, for you. Right. All right. And then you know, take that a step further. Like you know, when I go on dates, it's it, it's two guys rolling up to the door. So who, mm-hmm. who's holding the door? Kindness is kindness. Right. Mm-hmm. But bringing it back to like. Nowadays and chivalry and masculine feminine, masculine feminine male feet like what males do and what females do was created. It right, was invented. Right, right. So like the fact that men hold the door, that that was made up a long time ago. Somebody was like, This is a kind thing to do. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm with that. But like chivalry and and the binary of male female, mm-hmm. like People are starting to pick apart at that and yeah, understand that it's are. not just male and female, yeah. right? There is a spectrum of gender identity within that. Yeah. That there are females who who feel empowered to be more masculine, embrace yeah. their masculinity. Mm-hmm. And there are men out there, yes, my men out there who embrace their more feminine mm-hmm. sides. There facts, there are more than two genders. Right. There are more than just male okay. and female. T. Okay. Okay. No more. Now I'm old school in this. In this regard. So I'm very chivalrous. Mm-hmm. Um, love being a gentleman, mm-hmm. you know, to all the women that I encounter. Um, and I don't know a woman that wants to pick up the bill. Truly wants to pick it up. I don't. <laughs> so um, I don't see it. Be, but I understand what you're saying, Trey. The women nowadays really Talking don't. Talking to the mic. Talking they, to they really don't. I'm sorry. The women nowadays don't really expect it. So whereas you used to drive up, walk to the door and walk, you know, walk your lady down to the car, open yeah. the door. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays you could just honk. You can call them. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. Meet me at the corner with cash in hand. With <laughs> <laughs> cash in hand. Beep, beep, That's not what I tell my daughters. You exactly. Know. Yeah. But I do understand that if it happens to them, it's not the worst thing in the world because mm. times are just changing, unfortunately. But that's that's true. But the thing that I would say to to what you say, Trey, is that 
this is why I double down on whether or not it's expected or not wanted. Because if it's not wanted, like if they say, like I dated someone who was relatively in my age range, who um, after a few times told me that they didn't like that I walked on the outside of the of the sidewalk with mm-hmm. them. Um, that because sometimes I would like slightly just kindly mm-hmm. move her to the inside, right. and she mm-hmm. didn't like that. And she she understood why I was doing it, but she was like, "Yeah, you don't control me." You don't have to, I was like, "Okay." And you just keep it moving. So that's not wanted, but not appreciated. Like if you hold open the door and they just keep it, keep it moving or whatever, you know, okay, it's whatever. That doesn't affect you doing it. You're doing it because that's, this is just how you were raised and you can't be concerned about how they are receiving it. You know what I mean? You just do you. If this is you, that's you. Um, and if whatever is important to them, if you and if you are willing to provide that for them, then you'll do it. But if being kind and showing this side of you is important to you, if it's baked into your DNA, then you do it. You uh-huh. don't worry about uh-huh. how anybody's receiving it, because mm-hmm. to me, that's where it goes in about. It's just you being you. It's just kind being kind. You know what I mean? Um, and. Just like they are your age now, mm. be our age later. they will be our age quicker than they realize. Yeah. <laughs> and they will realize the difference. Mm. You know what I mean? They will see the motherfucking difference. The one thing I used to, I locked down on Olivia and my our grandmother and her aunts doubled down on her. It's like, when, just like you were saying, or Mo was saying, when you, some dude pulls up on a, on a car, if he's honked that horn, don't you go out to go outside? Mm. That dude should get out the the door, come you know, get out the car, come to the door. And my thing was to her, and he should close the door behind you. Mm-hmm. And the man that my daughter married is the first man that ever did that for her. Mm. Now she she didn't marry him that night, but, <laughs> but um, that is the man that she ultimately married. Because that was the dude that, and he was her age, and my daughter is is I think right in there, locked up with you, like maybe a couple years older. So, um, it's it's all in how how you raise you. You do you. You don't worry about what's being received back. You just do you. You know what I mean? You be be good. And I think men were supposed to be protectors. So the rule that you brought up, walking on the outside, mm-hmm. we're supposed to shield them off from the danger. Mm-hmm. Supposed to. Yeah. Not saying that it always mm-hmm. goes like that, but that falls into kind of like the way it's written up for men. Number one, you are a protector. Yeah. So. And I think my question was getting at the appreciated or expecting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's what like, the, you know, what's the difference or. Yeah. And, so and so some of that in the protector comes in those feminist views of like, you know. Our society like puts things on girls, you know, that they can't protect themselves, that they can't take care of themselves. Right. And so, you know, I I totally agree with what you're saying there, but you, we also have to think about how our society like kind of keeps girls in that feminine place, which limits them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think we do need to think about that. You know, I I think as a society, we can't just put labels on any one person or or thing but you know there are some females out there that are like mm-hmm. no i'm pushing back on mm-hmm. the system that you know says that says that i'm weak and that i can't do and i need a man to do x y and mm-hmm. z and you know 
younger girls are are being raised and coming up in that environment and breathing in that air of mm. of that freedom of I don't need a man. That doesn't mean that that girls that want that can't have that. Right. No shade on that, but I think that there's just so much more information now. Like children now are evolving in different ways and in, in information they're exposed to so that they can make their own decisions. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Nick. So if somebody broke into a house and then you have a male, female couple, mm -hmm. um, do you think they expect the man to react first or the woman? Who, the burglar or? No, the, the, right. Even the burglar. Like who, who do you what think? What the society is. What is right. They're going to expect the man to react first, mm -hmm. Right. Because the man's going to put himself in a, in, a, in a line of, you know, that that's right. what we're taught we're supposed to do, right? Because right? we're right. drinking the Kool-Aid, too, of what men do, mm -hmm. right? right. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, protect your family. Do what you got to do. Um, but we also, as men, have drank that Kool-Aid of the, of the binary, and these are what this is what men do, and we like blue, and we like football, and girls like pink. Like, all that shit was created mm -hmm. and made up, and it just stuck. And people are like, well, there's preferences. My, my daughter, you know, my niece, my actual niece, who's four years old, she likes pink. She gives tendencies that she's, she's going to be straight and cisgender, all that, you know, and, and that's great. I think that everybody, you know, has to figure out for themselves mm -hmm. their place in space. Mm -hmm. And uh, to another point that you put, picked up, Mo, you're probably right that there probably is not a woman that wants to pick up the check, but it has been my experience that there are women who go into a situation knowing that just to, to, to put it out there, every fifth check, be like, eh, I got this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you don't drop two, two G's on me. Right. <laughs> you know, let, let me let me get the Wendy's tab. <laughs> <laughs> the Wendy's tab. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, and but and, and to your to to your um point, you know, to your lifestyle and well, three of y'all lifestyles, like y'all married, so it really y'all might be picking up the tab. But let's be real, Most that's community though that you're right. playing with, oh, that yeah. you're playing with. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. So. Right. And that's a whole that's a whole different vibe. Right. You know, that's a whole different vibe than what Trey doing, what I'm doing. Right. You're not I'm are, over here on the island doing my thing. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were like married. I'm not know. married. Okay, no. so so Nick doing, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. You know, I I don't well that, do you pick up the check, Nick? What do you do? Huh? Do you pick up the check? Most times I do because I'm kind. I'm kind. So you're bringing kindness into it. <laughs> oh shit! Which which we should do. We should go out to dinner with Nick. That's what I'm hearing. I'll hold the door for you and I'll pay. Yes. All right. So everybody had their chance to say what they had to say. Yes. Go ahead. So in answer to your question, yes, and here's why. One, um, and I hear what all of you are saying, but for me, repeat it, the actual question. The, the question was, um, should we still? Is, is it was it was it is it necessary? Or should we still be? Do we still have to be chivalrous? Right. And I say yes for a number of reasons, and it was touched on by many of you. One, um, it bothers me that it has become about a power dynamic. That's what it would have never was about. Mm -hmm. It bothers me That's that true. that um, mm -hmm. women mm -hmm. start to feel like it's, it's a power dynamic. The whole, I, I can do this for myself. It's not about me trying to exert my power over you. It's about the fact that I respect you enough to step, to do this for you. Mm. This, is how, this is how I see you. This is where I place you in my life is how I see you. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. 
Secondly, the fact that it is becoming something that women don't don't expect. We talk, we we say a lot of times, old times are changing. Mm -hmm. Some shit shouldn't change. Yeah. Some shit shouldn't change. And the whole idea of kindness and the idea of being a gentleman, regardless of how the hell it is you identify, some shit should just stay. Some shit should stay. Because part of what's wrong with society is we just shrug our shoulders and be like, oh, yeah, shit is just changing. Some stuff shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So in, in that regard, I think there's some things we should hold on to. The idea of being kind to people, the idea of, you know what, I respect you enough to do this, even if it's not what you like. Even if it's not what you want, I respect you enough to at least put put it out there to do so. Yeah. Is why I think we should still do that. And um, much like the two of you said, like, I, I, I'm i raising my daughter to expect that. Yeah. Right. Like, there's, there's nothing, regardless, and I'm raising her to be the most independent, power, powerful-minded woman that she can be. But at the same time, yes, I want you to get my damn door. Yes, mm -hmm. I want you to walk on the outside of me. Because that's what my father did for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want her to look for. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I said what I said. That does it for this episode of the Rule of Man podcast. Check in next Monday. On Monday, we will be bringing you part two of Calvin's cronies. Feel free to hit us up with any thoughts, concerns, and your questions, whether or not you're a lady, whether or not you're a guy. Email us at theruleofman at gmail.com. Like and follow us on all the social media, The Rule of Man. And if you really are liking the show, then the best way that you can help us and show your support of it is to please, on the podcast catcher of your choice, leave us a five-star rating and, even more importantly, a review. A few words that say what you like about the show, maybe what you don't like about the show, as long as that is accompanied by a five-star review we'll take it because that's what really helps people find the show until next time put some sunshine on your face i got a whole lot on mine hope you find some for yours mm -hmm.